Uh, well, cheers. Cheers. I feel like there's a million things to cheers. Or denial of being slave. Also, I mean, I was just cheersing since the first mm, time we've good. sat down in like two weeks now, two weeks. you know? No, it's gone. Yeah, but it feels good. It feels weird. I for, I didn't realize how much I counted on like the weekly gender flows to like <laughs> organize like my week, not just from like a scheduling perspective, but just like a mental processing. Like I'm used to just having like, it's kind of therapeutic it where therapeutic. it's like we just sit down and like fucking shoot the shit like for, mm-hmm. you know, however long we record, right? And I get all my week's events out and I had to tell, I get to yeah. tell someone and like, you get to I process. Was, yeah. And I was fucking telling people who did not give a shit <laughs> <laughs> like when you were gone, like at a couple moments where I was like, I shouldn't have shared that with them. That was the <laughs> thing I should have just told Ariel, probably not even on air and just been like, but stuff like that was coming out. And I was like, fuck, like I'm losing my outlet. And so it's just coming out everywhere. Yeah, but I'm sure I was doing the same. I'm always oversharing though. Dude, these last two weeks have been weird, man. I have, uh, you know, been dealing with like the death of my best friend, right? And like coming to terms with that and doing the whole grieving process. But I had a conversation with Adrian one day where I was like, Adrian, they were supposed to come over. They ended up not because they. Did you just say Adrian? Yeah. It did. Oh, wait. Sorry. I can't <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> You're thinking their real name. Yeah. Um, oh, like, got it. Dude, don't twisted. Say it's Adrian. like your name now. It's I like. Know. <laughs> Ava Austin, like Austin still feels more right to me. So like, I'm just faking it for you. And then with those names now, I'm like getting like, eight, there's too many. I know I, I mix them up in real life too. So it's okay. <laughs> but, uh, so they were over or they were going to come over, but they had to pack and they were leaving town the next day or a couple of days and they were just run out of time. Totally fine. But before that, they were going to be going to be spending the night together. And I was like, I gotta be honest. Like, I am super horny, but I'm also just still super sad. I haven't, I haven't like fucked since Riley died still to this day. Mm-hmm. And it's been weird because when I tried to imagine myself having sex with Adrian, mm-hmm. it always ended in me bursting into tears. <laughs> like it, it, and I was so, af- and, and they were like such a good like person, you know, they were like, it's fine if we, you know, are having sex and like you cry. It's also fine if it's not, it doesn't need to be intense. You know, you can be on the receiving side. You can like be more passive. And like that made me think about crying even more about being taken care of like sexually. I was just like, Oh God, like I just, I can't imagine like being inside of you or you being inside of me feeling this sad. Mm-hmm. It was just, and it's such a weird thing. I never, in thinking about grieving, never thought about the aspect of sex and sexuality and like grieving. Cause it's like, I'm sure there are people out there that, you know, fucking probably helps like that intimate human connection probably makes them feel good. But to me, it's just, it seems like way too vulnerable of a space to get in. I'm still a little hesitant about like the first time I fuck after Riley's dead, you know? Yeah. It feels it feels almost daunting. Yeah, I feel like I've heard about people talking about sort of grief sex or, or you know, there's that kind of end of the world sex, or the, you know, these ideas of like really emotional sex. But I don't think I've ever had like sad sex. Yeah, I don't think I have either. Yeah. And I don't know if I want to. Yeah. You know, like. I don't know if I can handle that juxtaposition of emotions and yeah. feeling. It's not really, I don't know like, about <laughs> handling. I'm just like, yeah, it's not really appealing to me right now. It's like, mm. but yeah, the juxtaposition of emotions is like, it's, it's intense. And yeah, they're not two things I think I want to readily associate. Like I like feeling the consolation of another person. Right. I like being consoled. Um, but I don't, <laughs> think me like someone being inside me or me being inside someone else is like the solution. That's the thing. Or, that's like, the inside of thing. part. Yeah, like, yeah, that's too intimate. Maybe if you could just like suck on their nipples while crying. <laughs> <laughs> Mama. <laughs> Her daddy. That would, get, that would get so fucking Freudian so fast. Well, I could, see, I still couldn't do Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, it, I, I also realized that I, even though my, sex drive and libido might have like decreased slightly since taking hormones. Mm -hmm. 
I've never really had a life experience that has completely taken away my sex drive before. Mm. You know, I know because I have a lot of friends who've gone through it and past partners who've gone through it where they've gone on different medications and things or just stuff has happened in their life that's just not their sex drive. I was just gone. And, you know, I was always trying to be empathetic with that or sympathetic with that, but could never put myself in that position until now. And it was just, it was the first two weeks and my, you know, remembered sexual life that I just didn't want to fuck. Oh, you well, know? now you finally know what it feels like to be a woman. <laughs> I mean, there's a spectrum of things and there's like fluidity and everything. But I mean, I, I'm, I feel like I probably am at my sexual peak right now. You know, they say early 30s. And I'm just saying like that, like what you're talking about, like not having a sex drive. is just There's just so much of my life where it's like, I don't really have a sex drive. Like even if I... But it's not that like I didn't have, like it's like, I just, not only did I not have a sex drive, like I actively didn't want to have sex, right? Like it was a thing I didn't want to be around me. Yeah. It's like I can understand the feeling of going like a week or two without having sex just because you're like, yeah, you know, just not there, mm-hmm. not feeling it. I've done that since transition, right? Mm-hmm. But I haven't had a thing where it's like the drive is completely gone. Mm-hmm. Not just hovering at like a, you know, one to a hundred, not just hovering at like a 10, just a nice, like, oh, you know, don't really need it. If it came my way, probably wouldn't be into it. Well, I just mean, just to like, never a, think, to yeah. like an absolute zero, like, yeah. you know, like no appetite, just like, like with food. How you yeah, where it's like no you're, you're sick and the thought of food makes you nauseous. It's right. Like, that's yeah, like kind of nauseating. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's what you're really thinking of. Like yeah. when you're imagining crying or anything, you're just kind of, it has that like, ugh, yeah, yeah nauseating feeling. That's where to I've it. been for two weeks and it's just, I'm trying to bring myself back out of it because I can feel like my desires want coming you to fuck. back. I know he would. <laughs> you know, dude, that boy would want me to fuck mm-hmm. for sure. So, but you'll get there. It's fine though to take some time to grieve and have just different priorities a little bit in that time. Yeah, I mean, it's not fucking me up or anything, right? I'm yeah. not worried about it. It's just it. I it was an interesting experience to have happen where I was like, oh fuck, I. I actually, this is going to be a thing for me. Like getting reintroduced to being a sexual person post grief is going to be a whole experience for me. I didn't expect. And thinking about grieving, you know, when you're like, what am I going to do if my parents die or my grandparents? At least I think that because I'm close to my family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, I, I never incorporated how my sex life was going to be affected into that. Oh, funny. And, and, and now it's like, I don't, I can't imagine if my parents died, it's going to be months before I fuck, dude. Yeah, your parents for sure. Like, uh, I would fuck the day my mom died. Yeah. Just a spider. I know. It's going to say in celebration almost. <laughs> yeah. No. Not celebration. I mean, my mom's a cool person. I really will be sad when she dies. Don't get me wrong. It's just that like, I'm like she well, doesn't deserve me not fucking. Yeah, yeah. It's not just that. I mean, I respect her. I had a difficult childhood and she's in many ways failed a failed attempt at a mother but you know she's a cool person it's just that it's not the kind of grief because it's not my mom yeah. you know she she hasn't been a mom since i was five so it's not that kind of grief it'll be like this really interesting person who died who i also like can't call up and ask for recipes anymore or for like some kind of help with a memory or whatever you know that's like that's like a real resource that i'll be cut off from but there's no like you know what I mean? So I'm there's like, no, no momminess there's there. not, no, she stopped being my mommy 27 years ago. So I'll fuck that day. I'll fuck seven women that day. <laughs> I'll fuck seven surrogate mommies or whatever they are to me. <laughs> This is the Gender Fluids Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Ava Smart, a 26-year-old trans girl and bottom-leaning switch. And I'm Ariel Isaac Norman, a 32-year-old boy lesbian, for now. And we're bringing you the only queer podcast that isn't super gay. Gender Fluids is a podcast about all the sex and all the people. You can follow us on Instagram at Gender Fluids Podcast. On Twitter, we're at Gender Fluids Pod. Our email is genderfluidspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to support us on Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash genderfluids. Enjoy the episode, y'all. 
No, I don't know. I don't know what to think about all like that kind of Freudian stuff, like my mommy issues and like, am I still putting that on all the women in my life or have I kind of sublimated a lot of it into other relationships and things or, I mean, Mm. I don't know. I don't know, dude. I mean, this is kind of like what I said last episode or two episodes, no, last episode with the titties. Mm -hmm. It's like, don't think about it too much. It's like, why do you waste your time on it? Who cares? You're not going to stop what you're doing. You know, I mean, maybe, yeah. I mean for you, I think there is like a, tr- a true enjoyment in the pursuit of like some sort of clarification. Yeah, but, but also me, just for a, like role play. It's the spinning wheel. Well, it doesn't matter. You already make up such elaborate schemes. Fuck what the truth is. Just make up a scheme and like roll with it. Just find a thing you feel comfortable with. Believe that and like no, keep on I guess on. I I guess I have this like idea of wanting to pursue catharsis through like figuring out which sexual experiences I should role play. Oh. Like that would be the most sort of, I don't know, like, yeah, that's a different fucking, ball game. So you're intentionally trying to bring it in as like a means of dealing with. Yeah. Catharsis. I'm not sure I've ever really thought this through in so many words as much before, but I think that's definitely kind of a, an impulse in my brain to be like, ooh, what if I can kind of like do some work on myself through, yeah, purposefully thinking of a woman as my mommy, for instance. I just, yeah, that's so interesting. Is that a good uh, idea or a bad idea? I don't know. I mean, I think it can. I think it's a good idea. I think you should go for it. I don't see any reason why you shouldn't. I, it's what if it just changes so, my relationship to that woman? Well, isn't I mean, I think that's like, you. I mean, that's the risk of any sexual encounter. Right. But But, I mean, yeah, that's the thing you got to weigh out and be like comfortable with. I I think I, that's just so outside of my like mental (laughs) wheelhouse. I've never wanted to bring like sex to like a purely therapeutic level. It definitely has therapeutic effects for me. And I go into some kinky BDSM type things with that mindset. Yeah. But not only that. Well, you know? no, I know. I would not think of it as purely I know that, but I'm saying like the way you just expressed it, like trying to like play out certain themes is way more intentioned than anything I've done sure. on that level. Right. And so it's like, I mean, I don't think it's a bad idea. It's, that's a super common thing, like in kink and role play and fetish communities. I mean, it's it like, just, it would definitely still things, be sexual. Yeah. Using these the things, sexual point. settings, but as a means of like, Working through, feeling okay. through, ex- experiencing. Can I just say because I think the reality is, I have been a sexual kid, as we all know, since I was a baby. Basically, I was masturbating to orgasm since before my memory begins, and I was very attached to my mom, who was close to me until I was five. Whatever, and then it goes away. And and I remember, you know, the wanting to sleep with her, that whatever. My er, my memories start very early as well. I have like clear and defined memories from at least three on. And I have, you know, and I maybe like I have, so I was a sexual kid while I was in those Freudian years and I have clear memory. So I have just like kind of a pretty direct link to the fact that like, of course, like sexuality comes from the mom slash mom, dad situation. Right. Like I remember these sort of Oedipal years. I I know you, I, oh, I, okay, I get what you're saying. I would just disagree with the phrase comes from. I don't think it comes from your parents. I think we are sexual beings, and the first people you encounter amorous feelings with and have intimate contact with are your parents. I think it's kind of a by default. Yeah. There are kind of those things like lay down. Ooh, orphans right. must have interesting sexualities. Maybe I should just like talk to some about this <laughs> and try to tease apart the variables because it kind of creeps me out, right? Like, I don't want to be you know i joke about me and my mommy issues but it's like you know it's kind of like the more you breathe on the fire the bigger it gets the more you keep diving into and thinking about this the more space it's going to consume and the more sense it's going to make and more aspects of your life and eventually you'll start forming some logic trees and some patterns that really justify things that might not have existed in the first place maybe you're creating these connections more than they're really there Mm -hmm. you know i think it's easy to layer things like that on top of it. I think that's a reason why Freud and all of his edible stuff is so appealing is because mm-hmm. it's like fucking astrology in a lot of ways until you get into yeah. the theory and blah, blah, blah. But like, it's a, it's a 
easy schema to lay on top of things and to justify or explain away a lot of things. And so maybe this is a good thing for you, but maybe it's taking a step in the wrong direction because you're going to end up, you know, creating ideas about your relationship with your parents that might not have been there before. See, it's not creeping me out about anything with my actual parents. Like, I don't feel anything because I don't, I don't know. Like, I I guess it just makes me feel weird about other women. I don't know if that makes sense. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying is like the more you indulge in that, the more you can't see outside of that framework. Yeah. And so that's why you're worried about, is it going to change how I see this woman that I'm sleeping with? It's changing how I'm seeing other women. Uh-huh. You're, you're building a lens to see the world through. That is the lens of, I want to fuck my mom or I'm dealing with my mommy issues. And that can be true. But I think as you delve into it more, that's going to become more of a focus in that lens you see the world through. And I might be fucking wrong. But that's wrong. what I'm saying. What if it would just be cathartic instead to just actually attempt to just think of myself as a baby and this is my mother? I mean, I'm saying go for it. I think But then what should. if that fucks me up worse? Well, you got to fucking roll those dice. Maybe I should talk to this is what therapist. I'm saying. Here's the difference between you and me. I, you're like, fucking, should I do this? Should I? I'm like, dude, fucking roll the dice. Like if it fucks you up, you know, we're already here having this conversation. Like, how much fucked up or could it get? I don't think it. I don't think going through with well, this is going to be uh, a fundamentally very, detrimental thing to you. I don't right? know. To me, that feels like it's a very vulnerable conversation that I would need to have with the girl. Before yeah, it's a super vulnerable we, conversation. I ever attempt to do something like that, and it's just kind of like I, that. I, it's you know, maybe later. I'm not. Maybe you're we, saying this maybe like we, I'm we trying to convince you now. Content. You asked me. Well, should you're the I do one this? like who's like, go for it, like well, carpe diem. I'm, I'm just like, saying I don't you're know. like over here, like you know, worrying over it. And so I, my things, sure do it. Maybe or, I should talk to a therapist. <laughs> you should either do it or you should just not do or it and fucking drop it. Yeah, or talk to a therapist. Because as as we've established, you don't talk to a therapist. You talk to a high trans girl. <laughs> You drink wine, you smoke weed, and you talk to you a high trans girl. You gave me this wine. I you uh, no, don't put the blame on me. I asked you if you would like a glass of wine, and you said yes. That's the same thing as forces feeding wine down I'm- someone's throat, <laughs> Ava. <laughs> There's no difference. Oh God! Damn. You may as well have used a funnel. <laughs> used a funnel, so crammed it in my orange, crammed it in my fucking <laughs> asshole, and just. Poured it down. Poured it straight into the asshole where the blood absorbs it faster. Asking me if I wanted a glass of wine, (laughs) you force butt chugged me. Essentially, how is it any different? My boobs have continued to grow, man. And <laughs> every week we every check week in they're mad. on boob watch. <laughs> and so I had I had two fun boob experiences back to back. The first one was at essentially the wake for my best friend. Right, we went to a bar afterwards. We closed the bar down, drank a fuck ton, but my boobs got complimented more in that night mm-hmm. than they have in the last year. Nice. Just everybody. Nothing oh, like, like a funeral. <laughs> I know. It was just like, there were a lot of like horny people at this fucking uh-huh. wake that I also didn't really Death expect. Death makes you want to fuck. I know. know. A lot of people were wanting to fuck. Like, a lot of people hadn't seen me since I like started like medically, physically transitioning, right? And mm-hmm. they're just like, oh my God, you look great. Your boobs. Your boobs look so great. I'm like, thank mm-hmm. you. Like, you know, it's the one crowd that I feel comfortable enough like just being openly objectified in like sure. that. Like if it was a room full of strangers and everyone's like, damn, look at those titties. It would feel weird after a second. But these people, <laughs> yeah, if it was like, if it was like 40, everybody pe- turns to the trans 40, girl, 40 people like in a night hey, within, nice boobs. yeah, you know, it's fucking a little weird. Yeah. That'd be weird if it was strangers. Sure. sure. But I, uh, <laughs> the next day, you know, I went to the green belt with some friends and they were doing some fishing. We were in a fairly secluded ish spot. It wasn't like the, popular areas where there's like 80 people all hanging out it was us and there was like one little group up the creek and then we were at a point in the path where like people would come down to try and find a spot but i was like just in my swim bottoms and topless like Mm -hmm. i'm not getting like a titty tan line too much i like a i like a cute (laughs) casual one Uh i don't i'm not against if you can have a few different ones so that like no i'm not doing that i'm having one consistent tan line okay um 
But uh, that's just me. This is my. I've been thinking about tan lines. What I would have for years, and so this is the plan. I'm becoming I'm going a nudist with. so soon. I'm getting close. Yeah. So I've got my tits out, and they're kind of casually fishing a little ways off the bank, and I'm hanging out with a friend, uh, just kind of like chilling in the water, and this family comes down with like this group of like four young boys, like probably the oldest one was 11 or 12 at most. I'm thinking like 11, 10 to 11. And then like, you know, another 10 year old and then like two kids that are probably like, like the nuggets who live next door, like eight and seven, like that. No, a little bit older than that's what I'm saying. I think they're like 11, like, but yeah. And, uh, like the mom like saw my tits and dad saw my tits and instantly pinged on them. But they were like, they didn't realize they could walk up and down a trail yet to go to a different swimming spot. So you can see they're having this conundrum of like, <laughs> how to get, get away from the of like, girl. Oh shit. Well, I don't know if at that distance, cause they were a long ways away and I had a hat on, oh, right? Just titties so if it was just titties. titties yeah. And, uh, were you were the only one. Yeah. Oh, and I was just like, I'm not putting my tits away for these kids. <laughs> I'm not putting my Fuck tits away chi- for these Fuck kids. Fuck these kids, dude. No, like, and why like, are we such puritans? I know, anyway? but here's the thing. It's four boys. And so I'm sure this, like, mom's like, I don't want my little Tracking getting these. horny boys <laughs> getting fucking hard-ons out here with me, right? You know, out swimming that with their mom funny. and they're in swimsuits with no underwear. Don't want to get hard-ons. <laughs> Poor don't, little teenage boys Yeah, doesn't want them to see, like, titties at that young age, like, just some raw-ass titties. I hope you gave and at so, least one of them a boner. <laughs> I know, right? Well, so here's they ended up realizing the dad did some exploring real quick and found out there was another little cove just, oh, just up the river, right? Uh-huh. Just up the creek. So they walk up to that and go away. Well, then the two oldest of the boys seem to keep making pretty frequent trips down the trail. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. they would come up and down the trail. Then they came and swam in our area a little bit. I'm not going to kick them out. I don't give a fuck what your kids do. I mean, I would really rather they just not be around me because I don't like children on my relaxing days in public. Like, fuck your loud ass kids. And it was like, I could tell they were like hiding like up in the trees at one point, like walking through the trees and then just sitting there. I was like, oh my God. This is my first time, like, being objectified by some little boys who are just like, oh, my God, titties, right? And I'm Aww, like, oh, you fun. don't know what's attached to them, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you don't, like, those boys, that was probably their first IRL titty, the first titty they'd ever seen in real life. And there's a dick attached to it. Like, this is 2019. Like, I love that. That's that made me possible. so happy. It also made me happy to learn that I had a deterrent against small children hanging out, out in public, you yeah, know? That's Where fun. it's like, thank God those that mom and dad moved their kids the fuck away from us because yeah. I was not about to have that. Warding children off. It's a good idea. Yeah. I'll do drugs and take my titties out yeah. publicly <laughs> to keep children away from me. And Dude, but then uh, after the, that family went down there a while, and then probably three hours later, we're all still out there. Um, no one else has really come to our area. And then this like dad comes down with his two young daughters, the same age, probably, you know, youngest one, eight or nine, oldest one, 11, right? Mm-hmm. He's got like some facial hair, like a hat on, like a fedora hat, like practically worn though. Like mm-hmm. it, you could have picked a better hat, but like it was sunny as fuck out. Like I get okay. why you have it. Uh, you know, he's got some funky mutton choppy facial hair, like a Star Wars t-shirt on. And he brings his two daughters down and they go swimming and he just kind of chills there like in the shade. Mm-hmm. But I have my titties out, but he didn't think twice about it. He was just like, well, yep, we're here. I was like, you know what? That's the cool parent. Mm-hmm. You have some cool ass daughters who yeah. were just like, they were playing so cute. They weren't the boys. The boys were fucking yeah. just like wild little motherfucker but also but they were adorable it's also it's like what do you yeah this is who you should be when you grow up like these tit get your titties out but he had daughters yeah and like you said maybe that mom was just like oh my god my kids my boys are just gonna get boners (laughs) fucking tiny they can't control it i've seen you know and so maybe that's the difference too is this that like people parents are responding to the different uh the different sexes yeah okay let's take a quick break and then uh, we'll come back with some more fun shit Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening. Uh, If you like the podcast and want to leave us a review, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review like this one. Uh, I enjoyed the review from Creamy Pussy, five stars. It's called Oh Yeah, Just Like That. Excellent and thought-provoking content that can make anyone, no matter what your fetish is, feel a little less alone and a little turned on. Wink. Perfect. Give us more stuff like that. Yeah. Head on over to Apple Podcasts and uh, drop us a review. Thanks. 
Oh, I just want to say also to, to the people that have messaged us on FetLife, I messaged y'all back. I'm Ooh. sorry. I didn't see them six. They messaged me six weeks ago and I just, I don't regularly check it, I but should, I'm you going should give to. Give me that login because I'll check it. That's yeah. Something well, I here's the contribute. other th- I'm going to keep, I'm going to start checking it more because uh, that's where I'm going to start posting the not safe for pictures of our denial fiend. Oh, tight. I asked, oh, the, I asked the denial fiend and it said I could post whatever I want <laughs> oh, on yeah, FetLife. Oh yeah, let's talk about that shit. Yeah. So our denial fiend is in full fucking swing, you guys. We have... Yeah, keys. Oh, hold on. I got to put it around my neck at the same time. Yeah, dude. I decided I'm going to try to send it a picture every day, if I fucking feel like it, um, of wherever I, I am sometime in the day, wearing my little key to its locked up dick. Feels great sitting next to each other, keys around our necks. I know. So, yeah, Denial <laughs> Fiend is in full fucking swing while Ariel is out of town. Well, first off, I had like a whoops moment because like, you know, I was in the middle of grievingness, not paying attention. I was like, well, I should check the mail. So I went and checked the mail, and there was a bunch of stuff, and there was just a package in there with your name <laughs> on it. I was like, oh, fuck yeah, keys are here. And I, like, opened it and, like, pulled it out. I was like, nope, Diva just a Diva Cup. <laughs> they were giving out, quote-unquote, free Diva Cups on Instagram. <laughs> a lot of us have them now. <laughs> so got that big sack of disappointment because I was like, oh, <laughs> damn it. But then, like, a few days later, Denial Fiend was like, hey, guys, the – he should be in Austin here in a day or two, so keep an eye out. And boy, did I. Uh, <laughs> if you follow our Instagram, you got to see me unpackage the denial themed <laughs> keys. And they fell, they they follow through. It it sent us a perfect like sized gold chain that's exactly the length we asked for. I like, asked for it. Yeah, I've I've long wanted a gold chain. When it when it follows instructions, it does it well. Mm-hmm. Like to the fucking T every time. Like I've been very appreciated. Oh yeah. It asked me what I wanted to be called. And I chose miss. Mm. It was between, I like calling people ma'am. Like I like saying yes, ma'am. And yes, sir. But I think I'm more of a miss. Like mm-hmm. when it comes to the relationship I'm going to build with it. Nice. So that's been fun. Miss um, and sir. Yeah. Miss and sir. <laughs> oh, oh, the alternate name of our podcast. Oh, miss and sir. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. We were the fucking faggoty ass version to ourselves. <laughs> Miss and Sir. Someone's going to start that podcast this now. This is Miss and Sir, the live journal of our relationship <laughs> with our denial fiend, where we explore the ethical dimensions of kink and PDSM. Dude. I don't know why I end everything that I don't like with me killing myself. Because <laughs> it's like you should if you were that in the universe, something like that. Yeah, but I don't think that. But no. like, that's what's it's an exaggeration. Yeah. Um, it's a comic exaggeration. <laughs> Gosh. So wait, so it sent us a picture. It sent a picture of its useless little dick locked up in this metal because we chose the metal cage ultimately yeah. because it was the most painful. Um, <laughs> it gave us options, but also it's easy to clean. Also, sure, sure, sure. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like we're the two halves that Adam needs. We're just like let's fuck it up. I'm like, but let's make sure it's safe while we're doing it. <laughs> and we, yeah. I, uh, I mean, first of all, it's metal that just appeals to my aesthetic sensibilities. Yeah. Um, if there had been a wooden one, I might have considered that. But, mm, you dude, know, I love the idea of a wooden cage. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever seen that. It seems like it might be weird to keep uh, sanitary. Yeah. I mean, it, you would have to seal it really well, right? If you had like a nice, yeah. like thick, glossy varnish that yeah, almost gave it a plastic it coating to it. Yeah. But it was a wood grain, which might defeat the woodness of it. But mm. you could do that because they do make like wooden dildos that are, you know, Almost as like safe, yeah. like bacteria wise as like silicone and like stainless steel dildos and things, right? Yeah. So I believe in mankind that we could, yeah, we could make this happen. Um, if it's not already, <laughs> um, but yeah. So we, it's it's wearing its metal metal dick cage, and yeah. then it's wearing this like pink thong crotchless panty situation. Yeah. So but, like it, a narrow. It looks like it's crotchless or it could have been made that way. I'm guessing it was probably homemade that way. Or maybe it bought it, but like then the dick and balls are slipped through the holes so the cage can be fit on it yeah. and it like holds it nice and tight. Yeah. And then uh, it's wearing fishnet stockings. Yeah. And it, it looked like they had a garter attached to it. And then it had shaved its crotch, mm-hmm. but not its legs, which were actually like quite hairy. 
so and and moderately the, so, hairy. So the, well, like the hair, hairy the, to the, you, hairy to me. Yeah, <laughs> but to like me, yeah, like, but I mean, just like yeah, the the legs and balls are hairy, but the crotch is shaved. I'm pulling up the picture so I can reference it. I feel like that's okay. pretty much everything that's happening in that picture. Okay, yeah, you're right. It did shave just its dick. It's actually yeah, it's balls I really, has hair on it too. And there's no garters. I really just like didn't the know. I feel like I did like learn something about the male nets. body. Really? I didn't really know what that the crotch, if you shave the hair, like that, that's kind of what that looks like. Oh, huh. Yeah. Like, cause nice. I, I, I yeah, mean, our I guess dick picture doesn't have, has hair on it. It has hair. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, the dick like I guess I've never thought of a, I've never thought of a, that part of a man's body that way. Like that, that's what it would look like hairless. So that's interesting to me, but also like this is truly like the most repugnant picture anyone could possibly make for me. Like everything about it makes me angry. What do you hate about it? Okay. So much? I hate, I, I don't, I don't like transvestism. Um, I, it's like, or you could it, just call it cross dressing. Yeah, I don't. Right. Okay. Cross dressing. Is that better? I don't like cross dressing. Well, no, because if, right? if it's female to male, cro- quote unquote, cross dressing, then that doesn't bother me. But, like that, that kind of thing, and the sissification, whatever that that look. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like that aesthetic makes me uh, feel very homophobic. Yeah, um, it makes me want to hate crime people. <laughs> um, just in my heart, like obviously intellectually, I don't agree with these feelings, but those are the feelings that I get about it. Like the shaved crotch is so gross, and then the hair next to it makes it even worse. That it just like ugh, oh god, and then there's just balls and a dick and a cake like it's a nightmare <laughs> I, it is, like i've stared at it like a fucking car accident for as much as i can handle it is it is my nightmare and so it's just hilarious to me yeah useless little dick all right see it's fucking hilarious i don't hate it i don't love it sure. let me be let me be very clear mm-hmm. to it and to everyone out there this is an, a thing i see and i'm like mm, baby yeah give me more but I have like, I have such a relationship to like, the, not only just kind of like the cross dressing kind of like community in a weird way, at, but also like just the King and BDSM community that I kind of think it's cute. Like not cute as in like a oh a puppy's cute, but like oh look at you, you're just doing you're doing your thing. Like that's cute of you to do it. Like I don't know, like, it has its own weird fetishy cuteness to it, right? Yeah. And that's kind of where I go with it. When I see it, I'm like, oh, you know, decent thigh highs. I'm like, I like the texture of those, like, that little underwear. I'm sure if it was like, you know. Dude, the whole thing is just like that young, I just think it's a great young shot. woman, old woman thing. You yeah. know what I mean? And I got to flip that in my head because you know what I think go- what's going on is that I don't have any empathy for it because it's like this, like it, it like people who want to be that kind of woman you know, like I. It's hate, not about being that kind of woman, or just like, like that aesthetic, like that kind of like high femme aesthetic. Just generally, like I feel Isn't such. Your thing. But I feel such. I have like all of those like early childhood like See, people trying to force feminine onto me. That someone too. wanting that, I feel like is probably just like so really. I can't do it with other trans girls, like other tra- like trans porn stars that particularly that have that like unfortunately in my opinion you know stereotypical i know everyone's got their own look but like stereotypical like trans woman like what you think of when you think of like 90 she-male porn yeah obviously fake tits lots of plastic (laughs) surgery face like i mean live your dream don't you want to do but for me like i don't have any attraction to that like aesthetic right or that kind of like experience and so I'm not into it, but and I carry that into stuff like this for a while, where I couldn't get into like yeah. the more just like dudes who are just intense kind of yeah transvestite <laughs> cross dressers uh-huh. like Rocky thing. Horror Picture Show bothers me. See, it, that never bothered me, but stuff like this kind of did, and I finally have found a way I can get into it a little bit, not in an attraction way, but like a I and you know you're a cute yeah. kinky fetishy how did, person. How do you do it? It's kind of like a. It's like being cool with a different type of queer person that's not your type of queer person that you would never fuck. So it's like, it's hard to describe. It's like, you know, being, for me, it's like being friends with like, 
you know, some just gold star bodybuilding butch lesbian. It's like, mm-hmm. we're never going to be each other's type, but I kind of love what you do, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. You sometimes know? I feel that way for like game. I feel that way for gay men. Sometimes. Yeah. So that could be, yeah. But it's like, but oh, like, you're just it's so cute. something about the hairy ones and the pink. Well, I think there's more going on with like your hair thing and everything <laughs> yeah, than just, it's not just the, the cross-dressiness, it's all, it's right? It's like a combination and confluence of a yeah. lot of things that's really pushing but pink, you. pink around, uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I just love pink. So like, I'm never going to hate There's it. Some... Keep it up, denial fiend. I love the pink underwear. Oh, you know what? I also have, I'm particular about shades of pink and that is like my least favorite shade of pink. Like I specifically have a thing against- Like the fuchsia eat that... hot pink? Yeah. Ugh, I don't even like the word fuchsia. You know, I've always hated that shade of pink so much. So it literally is like someone dreamed up my nightmare of a picture, but also well, maybe things I need to make peace with. I was very happy with it. So keep it up. Also, I was curious, what are your thoughts on the shaved pubes, you know? Like, because there's like a little bit of like, you know, razor burniness there as is want yeah. to happen when you completely shave and keep it that way and also wear panties in a cock cage and like I just normal feel like dude pants every day, I'm sure. I feel like go a little bit all the way or don't do it at all. Like if you're going to shave your crotch, maybe like get some of that upper thigh hair as well or something, or like maybe just trim everything or, um, I'm down for it to keep it completely shaved if it wants to, but also I wouldn't be opposed to seeing what it looks like with like a casual amount of hair, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, it's, I think it's. Uh, it's for pain reasons or maybe that it I mean, wanted to get no I'm saying the, I would believe that that's what I'm saying if it's like oh. if it likes the irritation fucking roll with it like oh, keep sure. it up but like you know one of these days I might be like you know I want to I want to see you grow this out is this live your through, way of live through that itchiness doming this useless little thing yeah controlling its hair yeah but so shouldn't we just tell it what to do I don't want to yet is this, it, okay well it just seems pretty, I've got a more laid back style I'm noticing that I'm like you are such a bottom no, I'm I'm patient. <laughs> Playing the long <laughs> game. All right. Um, well, I haven't decided what I'm going to tell it to do with its pubes yet. Thing. But when it's I decide de- what to do, I'm just going to tell it what to do. It's a denial fiend. It wants me to tell it what to do. True. And I'm going to tell it. I'm thinking about telling it what to do and deny it the telling itself. I don't I'm know. Going, I'm going in layers here, okay? <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like you're being good cop and I'm going to have to be bad cop and that's fine. You haven't seen me. You haven't seen me get sadistic yet. <laughs> oh, you're just yet. a, you're just at a summer? Yeah. <laughs> or I just, just started just really talking boil. to it, you know, today because of I know. You're right. Up, I've been so. communicating with it um, uh, fucking, every day, yeah. actually. I'm on my warm-up lap right now. You know, mm-hmm. you're on a run. You take a warm-up lap. You jog for a second. You stretch out. I'm feeling out what um, I want my... You know, I, I am conscientious of what it feels and wants, but I'm almost... I'm also just now really going what the fuck do I want to do with this? Like, where mm. do I want this to go? And how do I want to shape this into the relationship that I want? Cause if I'm going to do this, I'm fucking doing it. But like, I'm not just going to like try and match you like beat for beat. You know, no, we just no. got to be sure we don't give contradictory orders. Mm-hmm. Good point. We might have to like have a check-in system. We'll like, have to check hey, in. Hey, what'd you tell it to do with your pubes? Yeah. Before we tell it to do a thing, let's just hit each other up real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you cool with this? Like fucking bet. Oh, but yeah. So if y'all want to see pictures of the denial fiend as it sends us to them and we request them, follow us on our FetLife account. It's just gender fluids, all one word, capital G, capital F. But if you search it, you'll see us. You'll see our logo. And uh, yeah, I'll give Ari the login info. We'll be checking it because, you know, it's fun to talk to kinky people in kinky spaces. Um, how about this? So the girl's parents are like driving into town as we speak. Mm-hmm. And, um, so she had to tell her mom and, and her dad that she has a girlfriend because they're going to be here for a week. Yeah. And so, um, you know, she had she was gonna have that conversation with her Catholic mom, who's like not into the gay stuff, and I wanted to hear the conversation, <laughs> and the girl was like, "What?" You know, and I was like, "Yeah, that sounds like 
I, I totally want to hear that kind of like <laughs> vulnerable, like intense, you know, whatever. Um, and, and I loved hearing it, even though, you know, cause her mom reacted very similarly to like how my mom thinks as a religious person, like, uh, hearing the question of like, will you meet my girlfriend? She's like, Oh, Ooh, I realize that I'm going to sound like a bad mother here, but you know, um, I don't know how I'll be able to handle that or whatever, because that I just don't think that that's like the Lord's plan for you. That's not like what's going to, what God wants to make you happy kind of stuff. Um, and like, you know, I don't know. I, I do like, almost feel like I like get off on hearing someone say that. It's like so old fashioned <laughs> and like, see, you know what I mean? It's like the kind of weird old timey shit that my mom would say. Or, like, even my mom's kind of evolved past that now. So, like, just what hearing kind that, of like, fresh. is that even? Yeah, now? just hearing that kind of fresh religious parent having to grapple with their kid being gay. It's just like, I don't know. It's kind of fun. <laughs> I just kind of. I like, mean. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if like, turning me on like sexually is the right, but you know, it turns me on like, no, you, but you definitely have a fetishistic relationship to yeah, it. Yeah, it, it turns me on physiologically, right? It's interesting. Yeah. It's a little thrilling to like hear someone kind of grappling with their child's sexuality and, and, you know, spiritual, their, their spiritual concerns for them for their like because you've and, always felt that you knew what you were doing was right or that you always kind of like were like well I'm going to do what I'm doing and to watch someone else like exhibit a belief that you know not to be true gives you some sense of satisfaction or is it like uh, you suffered through that for a while and now that you're on the other side, you take kind of a pleasure in seeing yeah. like you're the thing that you have succeeded over. I mean, you, I was grappling. You have overcome. I mean, yeah, or, I, I was grappling with my sexuality from the get go. Even, even before I thinking of myself as gay, like, I mean, I was always masturbating. And so then like that was a sense. So like my sexuality was always like this whole, whole, thing that I was grappling with and then the gay stuff like and everything I went through yeah so of course like this is just that's just like my area of um what I think about in life and so when someone else is like grappling with sexuality and religious concerns entangling themselves I'm just like mm, yum, 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 yum. yeah it's like think, my baby food I just think it's interesting <laughs> because it's like I mean I had to deal with that shit right like a, you know growing up in the middle of nowhere uh -huh. real, super religious town I heard all those same things, but I don't have like a positive attachment to it. Yeah. Like when someone's like dealing with like religious stuff and like gay things, I'm my, my thoughts are like, that sounds terrible. I'm so sorry that's happening to you. But like, I'm not, I don't have anything. I can't help you, dude. I don't know mm -hmm. what to tell you. Fucking get out, move, learn. It's not true. This, I don't have any sort of like happiness surrounding it or not even happiness, but like attraction to like, it's not my baby food. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's decidedly not my baby food. Well, I also just, um, I feel like her mom will continue to expand her mind and like have new experiences and like, uh, think new things and involve like, I, you know, I think her, she might, um, as parents often do evolve. And so that's just kind of fun. It's not, it's not like reveling and just being like in, in like ignorance or something. It's like watching someone evolve over those things is the fun part, you know? So now I'm kind of like getting to, to see, ah, this is what her mom is like about these things right now. And then let's see how she like takes this news. Let's mm. see how interacting with me goes and like what ideas I'm going to change in her about how she's going to start seeing gay people differently. You know, like I get to be the representative, uh, you know, like some people, I guess it's a burden, but it's also like kind of thrilling to be like, I'm the first person that she's going to meet as yeah. what a gay or queer or whatever person is like. I'm a pretty interesting little representative. <laughs> so like that's the slice <laughs> of this. She's going to think, you know, it's kind of fun. Hell yeah. Yeah. I can be into that. Yeah. 
especially if you go home and masturbate to it later, like, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, your mom likes me. Oh, your mom oh. fucking loved that. <laughs> your, your mom always has a crush on me. such a good queer oh, representative. Yeah. Oh, if mm. her mom can have a crush on me. <laughs> <laughs> She's a little bit like, oh, it's one of the little boy lesbians. I get it. <laughs> her mom probably likes the boy lesbians, too, on some level. She can't admit to herself. We'll I mean, I also think that, like, it makes sense that you would have some sort of fetishistic attachment to that or attraction to that, rather, I hope mom's <laughs> because hot. you're into, like, you know, the whole being called a faggot thing. And, like, uh-huh. you just have, I think you have a general proclivity towards and affection for homophobia. <laughs> sure. But and it's different manifestations, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so not just as a whole category. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I think it's like kind of <laughs> how I'm true. just kinda into like daddy stuff that <laughs> that's just a wrong thing you shouldn't be into. I think you're just kinda into homophobia. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the fetish of the week is just homophobia. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's yes, a real wait, thing. that's a huge fetish. Yeah, because we haven't talked about, like, I mean, okay, it came up in the popper training video where it's like they, they're calling you a faggot and telling you to like, do these poppers. Okay. Like, homophobic slurs and homophobia in general, like, has a sexy element to it, especially, uh-huh. like, within, like, the gay, the gay male community. Like, I'm telling you, I think we've talked about this before where it's like that episode of Six Feet Under where Michael C. Hall's, like, getting yeah. railed by a, like, prostitute and he, like, I think he wants him to call him faggot or something. I saw, or no, no, no. Oh, he, no, he's fucking the prostitute. And he was like, oh, you like that, you little faggot, like that. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Interesting. I am and so into it's like, it. yeah. So that's when I was like, yeah, what are we playing with there? Um, obviously, like your own feelings around being a faggot, you know? So it's like, that's so clearly what all that's about that it feels like. You know, yeah. I mean, so yeah. I mean, that's just like the language side of it, right? Because mm. it's like people love being called any number of degrading things, like bitch, mm-hmm. whore. Like even though whore, you know, isn't technically degrading, neither is bitch, but it's you know used in a degrading way, yeah. and like faggot falls in there and just happens to be the homophobia that's motivating it, right? It's a homophobic word. It's still at this point is is a homophobic word, despite South Park's efforts to change it <laughs> <laughs> to refer to any person loudly and obnoxiously driving a Harley <laughs> motorcycle. <laughs> um but yeah, so so yeah, but I mean I think homophobia within like as a fetish is like it's it's so widespread. Like so yeah. I think a lot of it it's a little column A of gay dudes that are into it and people that are just getting into it and a little column B of people who are ashamed that they're gay and are in the closet watching this porn. And like, cause like there's a lot of situations of like, you know, everyone's like, we need to get our type of people playing our actors, trans people playing trans actors, gay men playing gay actors. And yet, number one search term a lot of times straight acting <laughs> like you know yeah, it's like because yeah. you there there's a huge like we area want it to be playing with their own homophobia towards themselves yeah. like i want it to be a straight man who hates it a little bit but also kind of loves it yeah on the people inside. want you know yeah. a gay man being fucked by a straight guy and like as a punishment or yeah, if you yeah. gay straight guy I want being a straight pu- guy being fucked by a gay dude more like yeah well yeah. no I'm, I'm just saying like you know he's being like jumped and raped uh-huh. like by like or a, just like military a, punishment stuff yeah or, yeah prison there's a lot of like yeah there's a lot of options <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of options for how you can abuse uh, gay people <laughs> or yeah <some laughs> in a sexual context hazing, yeah you know there's yeah there's so many like we said thank god we have history to give us all of these horrible things to play with the nights uh anyway Uh, but um it's a thing that i've personally never been able to get into really i i just don't like it i i I don't mind being degraded in other ways but Mm. like i i just had such a shitty time like growing up with homophobia that it's one of those things that can just never be sexy to me but see see here's the thing it's a thing that I can understand can never be sexy to me. Just like how there's things that I can understand will never be funny to me yeah. or funny to you. Like it's all in the same, con- like yeah. it, it's all, uh, sorry. I just had a moment of like recognition there. It's like, yeah, it's like, of course I was bullied so much. I'm, I'm not right. into homophobia as a thing, but it doesn't mean I think it shouldn't be somebody's thing. It all thing. depends on who molested you, you know? <laughs> 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 oh <my> God. <laughs> 
Who's <laughs> to say it didn't have a positive outcome? Exactly. You know, and then you get different kinks. And I it's mean, like, we all have complicated lives. <laughs> and there's just one person who's like, guys, I'm just telling you, I wouldn't come as hard as I do now <laughs> if I hadn't been molested as a child. I mean, I know that because of Mormonism and the and the masturbation taboo, like that's why I learned to have anal orgasms because that was the accident from trying not to come. You know, <laughs> and who's to it. say so you're not can, better off because of it? That's today. what I'm saying. I can give myself multiple <laughs> orgasms anytime I want to. Forty five seconds, very powerful ones. I mean, that's that's because of Joseph Smith ultimately. And I, so, you know. He enriched my life in that. I can't. And he gave you that nice homophobic undertones to like toss onto it. Yeah. If you keep (laughs) zooming out, you can see the Lord's tapestry. (laughs) 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 Wait. So I remember last time we talked about this, it hadn't happened yet, but has anybody called you a faggot in bed yet? Because like when you, uh, last I'm sure Loverboy did, but it was like he couldn't really. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta like commit, you man. Yeah, yeah, but but that's on me too because it wasn't like I was like really committing. He committed to some some role plays in his. Yeah, but it's also just like credit. again, it's like my thing's like I like being dominated, but like. I can't be dominated by tiny dudes. It's just cute. <laughs> like in my head, I'm just like, dude, I could totally, this is, this is the most acting I'm having to do right now is pretend like oh, I yeah. couldn't actually That is something nice about the girl. You. She's like an inch taller than me. Uh, well, yeah, well, both, uh, both Jess and Adrian, mm-hmm. like, are like fucking like stout motherfuckers. Like they can like actually like push me around. Right. And like hold me down. So it's fun. Like, I mean, like I guess technically if I like wanted to try and like really fight back, I could, but like there we're all of like equal strength enough to where if they really pretend like they're holding me down, it's enough to where I don't even want to try and fight back. Right. Mm -hmm. As opposed to other people who've tried to hold me down. I'm like, I know you're trying right now, and <laughs> well, it's I am just winning an Oscar. adorable. Oh yeah. no, help! Oh, stop! Uh, but um, but yeah. So he, yeah. But I couldn't also when the same thing like with like language. Like even if I wanted to get called a faggot, there's some people who had could call me a faggot all day and it would never, I couldn't believe it. It's just like, you can't, Yeah, you're not pulling that off, man. Yeah. But so he might have, but it just didn't. Yeah. You you, if he did, it wasn't obvious. You don't remember it even this happening. This is probably another reason why like, like the poly thing makes so much sense to me because it's like the kind of person that I might want to spend like the most amount of time with probably can't pull off calling me a faggot, but there's somebody yeah. who can call me a faggot who, you know what I mean? Yeah be added to the mix and that's why i think monogamy doesn't make sense well that's one of many reasons my pamphlet will come out <laughs> no, <laughs> monogamy. Come i'm mm-hmm. just i'm trying to think of all the ways i could get into homophobia okay but <laughs> well, it's there, not wait there's a <laughs> well it's kind of bugging a, me because it seems like a thing that i would think is sexy but i just don't and it's like i was thinking like maybe in a situation like Jess and I get caught to quote caught together by Adrian and Adrian like is disappointed that we're like fucking each other and it's gay. And so we have to like fuck them like to prove that we're not like Mm -hmm. gay. There you go. And we're afraid, but like, I don't, I think I just can't, I think I might just not be able to get into the headspace of being afraid of being gay. Cause I had to like not do Yeah. 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 One, because I was that for so long, and then two, once I decided not to be that, it was a very definitive shift, you know? Well, okay, so for me, the homophobia thing is basically this universe wherein it's sort of a weirdly open secret amongst all men that everyone fucks each other and they're in a hierarchical way, but that that's just not, the women aren't really told about that. (laughs) And that, and so like within these structures, especially with things like the military, it really comes out, you know, or prisons or whatever, gangs, fraternities. Um, there's all these ways when like the higher status people get to fuck lower status people. And, 
What are we talking about? <laughs> How I can get into, oh, get into homophobia. Like and homophobia. so yeah. the, it's like this open secret is that they are all kind of homophobic. It, they're using homophobia to like um, dominate each other to be like, yeah, you're getting fucked in the ass. You know, you're gay because they're the, in this machismo culture. Of the one taking it is the one that's gay. Yes. And okay. so you're, <laughs> yeah. And so you're. That, that is a very specific <laughs> world of like homophobia. I wonder, I, I wonder how, so I wonder who, what other kind of like universes people have created. Cause I can get into that. Okay. I, that I like. That's basically that's the whole me, like um, sub infrastructure of all of my man on man fantasies. Okay. I could I could see myself using that to kind of weasel my way into the homophobia yeah, it's used world. As a weapon. But Anal sex is used as a homophobic weapon. Like it's okay. really like a yeah. It's just a pure domination thing. You faggot. You're the little faggot taking it. Yeah. And are you the one that's wanting to take it? Because that's what Usually, I'm putting myself yeah. in. Then okay. But good. <laughs> I mean, but sometimes. But no. But then it's also fun to like. It feels very healthy to me to explore. I just am such a bottomy person yeah i know in a lot of ways that i think that i yeah i would just want to be it's, the faggot it's definitely more comfortable down there but i think it's healthy to explore <laughs> <laughs> to explore both sides to be a well-rounded person uh, oh man i wonder what other universes people have created or i wonder if it's just as simple as like yeah it's homophobic and i like it mm-hmm. like you know well, I'm not sure that everyone could articulate that because I just did that for the first time for myself. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> that sounded very well rehearsed. I was like, holy shit. No. I've, I have watched a lot of porn and had a lot of fantasies of a very particular type. So, but um, yeah, that's clearly what's going on there. That's interesting, though. I have created not, a universe. Yeah, I wonder. There's it, not a, we're mostly skewing this in the way of like men, like uh-huh. penis men. I guess you could do like trans men too but like traditionally penis men is what we've been talking about i think and then like but when you take it into the world of like queer people and like women the homophobia thing feels different to me i don't see it as much in my world i see like different all dude men yeah like penis having Mm -hmm. like and yeah yeah. there's no there's no you know what i mean like that's not even that's that's not even involved yeah (laughs) and see that's the thing that i think is different is like i i can't conceptualize a world of anything (laughs) but like queer motherfuckers like that's just what my head is i never realized i just like wasn't including really those (laughs) people in the (laughs) storyline and i'm like And in my head, I'm still trans as I'm getting fucked, right? No. So in my world, it's like back in the day when like you kind of existed, but y'all were in your mind. No one was like dressing differently. about You know what I mean? So it just looked very, everyone was still. Yeah. Yeah. I get where you're at. I'm just, that's so funny. I can't put myself in that world. That's nuts. (laughs) That's so wild to me. (laughs) It's like my fifties, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A lot Uh, of the good old days. (laughs) Homophobia uh, was pure and simple. <laughs> 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 I love it. I want, yeah, okay, I'm going to try and get into it, but I'm going to adapt it for queer people. Well, I think there's something inherent when a, a man is calling another man a faggot in that way, especially the six feet under way, where it's like it's you're sublimating your own internalized homophobia yeah. through that. So like that, yeah, that's like I'm just always like that's just like a cathartic thing. And so I feel like and that's fun for me because then it's uh, gender affirming should be like a part of this. Um, internalized homophobia male club. I'm like, hey, I feel that too. You know, so it's kind of satisfying on multiple levels. I don't know. Uh, that's beautiful. Yeah, like I like. Yeah, call me a fact. It's kind of like being called a good boy. It feels it's like hot and affirming at the same time. In this, I don't know. Aww. sweet little way. I love the idea of <laughs> just. <laughs> I am also a man, so I can also hate myself being like a gender affirming. Oh, yeah. It's just so sweet. I can help hate myself and like a man. Yeah. In certain ways. Uh, I don't know. You know, I'm so specific in the porn that I watch. So, yeah. And they mostly get it wrong. 
Yeah, I think it'd be hard to fucking lay out the universe you describe. That's that's like an, if the, if your porn universe needs to be an HBO miniseries, like to get all, the, like, like to explain the idea. social dynamics. <laughs> it's like the first three episodes you're just explaining like the rules and like setting up the characters' motivations, and then the last three are just like fucking taking fuck faggot. Oh, you fucking fucking. It's like. Ah! the whole time uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like uh. um homophobia what haven't we talked about yet i don't know i think i feel like we've covered a lot i mean we don't ever do any fetish justice that's oh, the know. best part this has been another npr production out of safe space studios we're broadcasting on 66.6 fm that's kfux peace I'm Janish Meeting, a native writer and comedian, and I'm thrilled to announce that my podcast, Woman of Size, has found a permanent home on the Hoo Ha Ha Network. On Woman of Size, I talk to artists, writers, activists, and thinkers about their big-ass lives, their big-ass experiences, and their big... Asses. Woman of size is plus size. Latina. Flawed. Curvy. Curvy. Thick queen. Queer. Fat. Black. Disabled. So come take up space and subscribe to Woman of Size on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. Be big, baby. This has been a Hoo Ha Ha Podcast.